welcome to Tree and Stubborn Dragon Radio. I'm your host, Emma Luzchuk. Um, our sponsor today is Just Strong. Just Strong Enough, not just for girls. So we're here with author RJ, and I'm going to let you say your last name because I will butcher it. <laughs> That's okay. Hessel Gesser. And you had the wonderful book, if I'm reading this right, Miss to Bitch to Ma'am. Yep. Yep. So what inspired you to write this book? Well, every woman has a secret. And very often it's that secret that's preventing us from getting what we want out of our lives. And in my coaching business, I had had the privilege of talking to many women uh, at different stages of their life going through different things, some things that we've all experienced at one time or another. And they were brave enough to share their story with me and their secret. And so the book is really a combination of some of those stories, but with a message. So some of the stories are about loss. Some of the stories are about how to transition from one point of your life to another. Let's say, you know, you're married and you've been with the same person for all these years and you're a mother and your wife, and then suddenly your kids go off to school and you're, you're trying to figure out who that new identity is and where you belong and what's your relationship like and what are you going to do next? And, you know, so it's, it's about transition. It's about, um, you know, you'll hear stories about women that have gone through grief and loss, abuse. Um, and sometimes there's the dream about that, that, that secret that they've always kept inside, something that they've been wanting to do, but they were afraid to say it out loud. Maybe they were afraid that they would be made fun of, Maybe they would be um, ridiculed or rejected or fail. And so really the book is, is just about those stories in hopes of inspiring and empowering women to go get it and to do what they want to do and what they're meant to do. Right. We are, I've gone through medical emergencies, two divorces, an autistic yeah. daughter. And after the second divorce, you're like, okay, fine. I feel here, but it's not really a failure. It's just not my path. When you yep. turn your mindset to you're not failing, you're just figuring out what you're not meant to do. Right. Right. That's when you start to succeed. I totally agree. But it's, it's hard. Like you, I've been married more than once. Um, and I've gone through loss and pain and disappointment. I've had a business quote unquote fail, um, but you're right. It's, it's, it's how we define failure, but sometimes we really do get stuck in a mindset mm -hmm. of can't or shouldn't, or I'm not good enough, or I'm not worthy. And it's, it's easier said than done, you know, to get past some of that to to move on. And women, I think, 
are really, really hard on ourselves, but we're also really hard on each other. Mm-hmm. And so it's nice to try and build that community of women who really are focused on inspiring and empowering one another, because there's nobody that can do it like we can. There's nobody that can understand our path like we do, but yet we're not always great at raising our hands and saying, hey, this is what we need. This is what we want. And by the way, can you help me get it? (laughs) Yeah, that's like my own downfall. I'm horrible at asking for help. I'm horrible at saying, I want this. Yeah. But I know what I want. It's yeah. just asking. Yeah. It's not the doing, it's the asking. Yeah. So why do you think that is? Um, my upbringing. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Love it. It comes from how we're raised as little girls. I agree. I mean, you grow up in the 70s and 80s and early 90s and girls don't do this. Girls don't do that. This is a man's world. This is what men do. Girls stay at home, have babies and raise the family. They're not CEOs. They're not, but now we're in the 2020s and we see women are becoming the CEOs. We're opening businesses. We're becoming best-selling authors. We're doing a lot of things that are quote unquote, a man's world. Right. Right. Well, I'll tell you a quick story. Um, When I was 14, my mother remarried because she and my father got divorced when I was 10. And my mother was one of those women who her, her sole identity was really wrapped up in how a man viewed her. Right. Mm -hmm. And the divorce devastated her. I mean, her, her self-esteem Uh, just went way down and her insecurities went way up. So she married um, the wrong guy and that guy sexually abused me at 14. And my mother's way of dealing with it was kind of not to deal with it. She had one conversation with me and said, "Um, we're not going to talk about this anymore. I'm divorcing him. I'm you know, getting out of the marriage, but, you know, we're just, we're just going to move on. Well, I kind of grew up thinking that it was obviously a shameful thing to talk about. Mm -hmm. So I didn't. And a couple of years ago, I'm 57 now. So a couple of years ago, I was standing in my dad's kitchen and he was the stereotypical uh, divorced father of those days. You know, he he got divorced on a Tuesday, remarried on a Thursday, started a new family on a Friday, and was off and running, right? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, the relationship that I had with him was hit and miss. And were it not for my paternal grandparents, I don't know when I would have seen him. But he was, he had his rooster tails up one day, and he was spouting off about how great my childhood was and how lucky I was. And I, I, I blew up. I, I, I let him have it. And I mm-hmm. said, really, dad, you know, this is what happened to me when I was 14 years old. Mm-hmm. And, you know, at that point, you know, that was, that was one of my secrets, right? And what I talk about in the book too, is that, is that sometimes when we do have the courage 
and the strength to tell our secret, regardless of what that is, you know, you hope that you're going to get something back. You hope that you're going to get some love and support or encouraging words or whatever it is that you're, you hope you're going to get something. And I didn't, you know, I got nothing. I mean, he stood on one side of the kitchen. I stood on the other. He didn't say anything. He didn't move towards me. He did nothing. And after this, what seemed like minutes of uncomfortable silence, I finally changed the subject. But that's the deal too. And sometimes if we, um, if we, if we don't understand whatever it is that's keeping us from living our best life, we're never going to get there. And right. sometimes while I, while I'm an advocate of not living in the past, we have to visit it long enough to, to understand it. Yeah. To understand it and to, to, to really come to come to terms with the impact that it's had. But in so doing, you know, we're not always going to get that thing that we need to. Mm -hmm. So, and I, and I admittedly did not ask for it. And I didn't call my father out in that moment. And I wished I would have, you know, I wish that I said, listen, you son of a bitch, you know, you get your ass over here and, right. you know, hug, hug your daughter. Um, but what I've learned too, is that um, you know, yes, he's my father, but he's also a man and he's a person and he's got his own story. And mm -hmm. I've tried really hard to accept him for the person that he is and the imperfections, you know, that he has. So, I mean, we all have our stories. I mean, I yep. grew up in from zero to four years old was my horror story. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was sexually abused and a physically abused before I was four years old wow. and then you go into my grandparents raising me and then you get into the childhood bullying in school because I'm not comfortable in my own skin because I already lived through hell my first four years of life so yeah. I'm scared I'm timid as a child yeah and that makes it fonder for any of your bullies yeah and I, it took me until just a few years ago to get involved with RAIN to help with legislation for uh, abused children. Yeah. And just going through all this because statute of limitations, by the time I was old enough to actually come out and say what happened, had mm -hmm. already passed. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, first of all, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry for everything that you went through. Um, that's, um, uh, but, but look at you now, I mean, here mm -hmm. you are and you're, you're helping to empower other people through your story. And the other thing that I, that aggravates the crap out of me is that, um, older women, right. We, we are treated differently in mm -hmm. society. And the book was also written for women who, you know, may not be, I mean, there's stories of every age in there, but there's certainly stories of women who, you know what, aren't in their thirties anymore, aren't in their forties anymore, but they still want to contribute. They still have dreams. They still feel sexy and desirable, but society has told them they're more like curdled milk than fine wine as, 
you know, because that's the way men are described mm -hmm. as as they age. I mean, women get we have we have a whole different list of expectations on us, regardless of age. But as we age, I think it gets worse. It does. It's okay. By the time you turn forty, you're you cannot open a business because yep. why didn't you do this twenty years ago? Yep. That's um, wrong. Yeah. It, yeah. It's. I mean, I'm almost forty now. In a motivated business, I'm told all the time, well, if you did, can do it now, why didn't you do it 20 years ago? Well, 20 mm -hmm. years ago, we didn't have the computer like we have now. Yeah. We didn't have the social uh, understanding that a woman could be a CEO and run a successful company. Yeah. We didn't have what we have now 20 years ago. Yeah. Now you go back even further than that to someone that's 50, 60 year old, year old like my mom's age, well, you have to retire because you're not contributing to society anymore. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's not it. Nope. Nope. But it's, it's what's conditioned. And even today, I suppose you could make the argument that things are better, but all you have to do is um, look at Hollywood or open a magazine or look at the statistics of mm -hmm women that are in the boardroom or higher up in companies. The, the numbers are few, but they drop off dramatically over the age of 40. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, it's, um, it's shameful. So I'm hoping to try and do something about that. I mean, we need more women in positions of power. Yes. We need more women to come out and say, okay, I'm 40 years old, 50 years old, 60 years old. There's nothing wrong with my mind. I can still kill it in the boardroom. <laughs> yep. Yep. Absolutely. I totally agree with you. I totally agree. I mean, that's just what we need. We need those women to step up and come out and say, hey, I'm not 20 years old, but I can do that job better than you. Absolutely. And to be a mentor. And to not be um, insecure or intimidated by the youth, mm -hmm. um, you know, I or or one another. I mean, it just how women judge other women. Just in, I don't know about you, but it 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 infuriates me. Um, it it really does. I mean, we can be so. I'm not quite sure, you know, we, we're so hard on ourselves. Mm -hmm. um, but then I find more women will attack me for coming out and doing the podcast, for being a CEO, for doing my business. Yeah. Then I get ridiculed by any man. Yep. I will find more women authors that will come out and harass me as an author. I mean, I'm not a best selling author. I'm not. I yeah. strive to be, yeah. I'm not there yet, yeah. but I'll have more indie authors attack me that are female than male. Yeah, I, I me too. <laughs> I share your experience and I, I don't get it either. Um, it's, and I don't know, I don't know what the answer is and it's really hard to combat because I don't know about you, but I try really hard to not let those things affect me, 
but I am a human being and I am a person and I have feelings and I have a tendency um, that when something happens in my life, I tend to be a really reflective person and I try really hard to, okay, what culpability, if any, you know, do I have in this situation? And I kind of weigh things and look at it and decide. But while I'm doing that, um, I'm, I'm pretty well, I'm pretty convinced that I might be at fault. <laughs> and I do I the same to, thing. Yeah. It's, and I'm going to have to, I'm, I'm at fault first. Yeah. 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 That that's just the mindset. It's my fault first. And then I'll go through the process. Okay. Why is it my fault? What yeah. did I do to antagonize this person? Yeah. Other than post something on my social media that has a block button. If you don't want to see it, you just unfriend or block that person. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, and you know, as well as I do, that you know, social media gives, especially the anonymity of it, gives people permission to go as low mm-hmm. as they possibly you can. can. And I, I, I know intellectually that the things that they say are a reflection of how they feel about themselves. Mm-hmm. I know that intellectually, but I, but I don't know how to go about um, trying to change it other than what you and I are doing today. And we're talking about it and we're being honest about it. And we're talking, we're, we're admitting how it affects us personally. Um, and, you know, the, the thing about women, I think, you know, men are much more adept at compartmentalizing and saying that's that's gone that's done and that has nothing to do with my professional being or whatever but women there it's it's all gray there's no black and white it's no just, there there's not <laughs> black and white with a woman's brain there's yeah. there's this whole gray matter and you might have a thin line of white or a thin line of uh, black but most of it's gray Right. And that's where we live at in our mind because right. we don't internalize as or compartmentalize. Let me we phrase that. But we put everything in this gray matter and we twist and turn it into a ball of yarn. And we might come out with a solution eventually, but we yeah. don't do that as quickly as men do. Exactly. And oftentimes we need to discuss it, process it to be able to get to that other side. Mm-hmm. And I don't know about you, but one of the one of the reasons I chose the title of the book, Miss to Bitch to Man, because um, gosh, when a woman stands up for herself mm-hmm. and isn't even aggressive, but is assertive, know what she wants, mm-hmm. has the has the uh, wherewithal to express it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, then she's a bitch. Yeah. Um, and I, like I said, I don't, I don't know how to begin to change it other than more conversations like this and mm-hmm. our willingness to be really honest about it. We do because, okay, my last uh, marriage, we got divorced because I started wanting and standing up for myself. I oh. went from being miss where I'm a doormat to no I'm not a doormat I'm a human being 
to Mm -hmm. you're a bitch because you're standing up for yourself. Yeah. And now I'm not the bitch. I'm the ma'am. I'm the boss. Yep. 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 I, um, yeah, I get it. So are you, are you, are you single now? Are you? I'm engaged. Yes. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. So obviously it's, it's a good, healthy, positive Mm -hmm. relationship. Yeah. Eventually we'll make a public announcement and do all that good stuff, but it's, we don't want the public in our personal lives. That's not our thing. Yeah. It's right. That's his life. I have my life. Keep it off social media. Keep it out of the public. This yeah. No one's relationship, but ours. Yeah. Good for you. Good for you. So I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. While you were single, did you get invited to stuff by other women? No. <laughs> Me neither. So I have been seeing a guy now for, oh, how long has it been? Well, just under, just under three years. Um, I'm old enough never to say never, mm-hmm. but I'm fine just being in a relationship, but not being married and mm-hmm. also having my, my space, my alone time, my independence. But I have guy friends who are around my age and they're divorced and they get invited to crap all the time. Oh, I know. Isn't that funny? They get to get invited to the Super Bowl parties or yep. this party or cocktail hour or something's going on with work. Now the women, we don't get invited to this stuff unless we go with the other half. Yep. Yep. So what's up with that? I have no idea. (laughs) I wish I did. I'm like, oh, that party looks really fun. Why wasn't I invited? Oh, that's right. I'm the woman of the family. I don't get invited to stuff like that. What the heck? Yeah. I like football. (laughs) Exactly. And, and I'm not, so I don't have a plus one. Why, why aren't I enough by myself? And I think Mm -hmm. that's another message that we subliminally and or overtly uh, tell women that guess what? You are not enough unless you're part of a package. Yeah. And um, in my, so when I do seminars, um, I challenge women, um, tell me who you are, but you can't assign a role to yourself. So in other words, you can't say I'm somebody's wife or daughter or mother or sister, or friend, and they look at me. (laughs) It's so hard. It is so hard because especially women, we're conditioned to, you know, assign ourselves those roles, and without them, we don't always know who we are, and um, it's it's not right, and I, I really want women to to, to figure that out because mm-hmm. we are so much more than, than who, than, than those roles, mm-hmm. you know, we just, we just are, excuse me. <clears throat> and I, um, the other exercise I do is I will, I will, I will tell women to close their eyes and think about their support system and think about when something happens in their life, whether it be 
good or bad or somewhere in between, but something that they either need support for or encouragement about. I want them to close their eyes and think about the five people who would be there for them. The five people who are going to lift them up when they need it, um, not, not make them feel worse if something bad has happened. God forbid they failed or made a mistake. Um, and then when I ask them to open their eyes and begin to go down that list of five people, I ask them to raise their hand if they were on their own list and nobody ever is. Mm -hmm. Nobody is ever on their own list. And so that's the other thing, you know, sometimes we just need to learn to, to self things ourselves. Yeah. I, I'm thankful because when I was little, I had to learn to trust myself and yeah. depend on myself for everything. Yeah. Before I learned to depend on even my parents. Yep. I was the same way. I was so if I wanted food, I had to learn to depend on myself first. I wanted to get dressed. I had to depend on myself first. Yeah. Fix a sink, uh, mow the yard, uh, do constructions. I learned to depend on myself before going out to someone else. Yeah. So you are, you've always been equipped with that mm -hmm. and, and been able to, to yeah. do that. So a lot of times it takes that oh, you're so independent, you must be a bitch. Yeah. That people don't look at that to, hey, these are strengths. These are not me being, putting you down for not asking you. It's me saying, I can handle this myself. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a boss. I'm not a bitch. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But you also will ask for help if mm -hmm. you need it. Yeah. Um. And you'll give it mm -hmm. if it's asked of you, if you can. Yeah. If it's, that's something that bosses understand. Yeah. I won't call us bitches. We're bosses. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. If you yeah. live through what we've lived through, we are bosses. We are queens. Yeah. We will help you. We will give you the shirt off your back. We will mentor you, you know, yeah. to become to our level. Yeah. We are not there to put you down. We are there to help you. Absolutely. So what's the most challenging part of your business? Um, having time to do everything. Yeah. Because I don't like to delegate. <laughs> I really, really do not like to delegate. And I get yelled at all the time by me, my CEO and me, my human resource manager. You have us. Yeah. Let us help you. Yeah. And the thing is, they're both women. And I trust yeah. and respect both of them so yeah. much. They are in my top five. If I need anything just to shoulder the cry on, they are there before I call my significant other. Yeah. Because yeah. I am more re inclined to cry on a woman's shoulder than come to my significant other. Honey, I need a fuck. <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too. Um because it's, it's, it's work with my significant other when it comes to those moments, because by the time um, I have to explain it or, or be in a certain mindset to 
help him help me, mm-hmm. <laughs> then it's, you know, it's just uh, either the moment's passed or I just, I just, I just don't want to. You can't. It, it just, yeah. you can't. Yeah. I can say one word to my COO. She knows I'm talking to her as a friend yeah. and she's right there. Oh, honey, what's wrong? Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Versus I say the same thing to my significant other and it's just, it's work. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. But it's, it's trans going through the female brain versus the male brain. And we don't think alike. That's true. That's true. We do not. And that has its, that has its positives too. Mm-hmm. Yes, <laughs> it does. It, it forces us to think outside the box a little bit. Absolutely. It does. It does. Yeah. <laughs> so where can our listeners and our readers and our viewers find you? Well, on my website is the easiest place, rjhustlegesser.com. And I just recently launched HOWSE, which is H-O-W-S-E, and it stands for How Other Women Support and Empower. And the website is housethis.com. And it's really meant to be an online community for women who want to um, share their stories and become part of a larger network that is doing exactly what we've been talking about today. So that's probably the, uh, the easiest way to find me. Awesome. Now, can they get to, to your second website through your first website? Yes. Awesome. Yes. So it was so good to have this open and honest conversation with you today. I'm so glad you had me on your show. It was such a pleasure and thank you so much. I love helping women and this is the best way to help women is get honest conversation out there. I totally agree. You are brave and thank you for that. (laughs) Oh, I'm just getting started. (laughs) Me too. Me too. (laughs) It just takes us women a little bit longer sometimes. But it's worth the journey. Yes. Yes, it is. And for our readers, happy reading.